Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one, Fight On, written by Alt Cipher. Morgan, are you sure about this plan? Hector said as he pulled a weighted armor around the human. She cinched it down tight, making the old leather creak. Not really, Morgan said, but I don't know if I have a lot of options. You fight Gladiator and Rundi tonight, Hector said. He is one of the most dangerous fighters in the pit. I know, Morgan said. I saw him fight two weeks ago. Pulled the head clean off Alurlian, and that was after a solid twenty minutes of beating its rear. It was a mercy when he finally killed it. Arundi likes to play with these victims. Edgar checked the laces on Morgan's arms. Arundi was censured by the commissioner a little over a year ago, so he may be in good behavior. Censored? What for? I thought the pit had no holds barred. Fight to the death arena, Morgan said. That's how the old guys explained it to me when the promoters snatched me up. Edgar busied herself checking Morgan's armor and costume as she spoke. It is, usually, but even amongst the brutal and depraved, there are limits, such as eating your opponents. Arandi would kill everyone who was sent against him and then would dine on their carcasses. The commission sent in troops with stun batons, but they only had a 30% survival rate, so that didn't last long. Eventually, the commission had to formally censure him, kept him locked in solitary for three months on barely subsistence rations. He lost most of his muscle mass and developed an even worse temper. The day of his release, they threw him into a four hours back-to-back -back matches. He won, but only barely, and he didn't eat anyone. Well, that's horrific, Morgan said. Yes, he's pretty much has the strength back now, Edgar said. She had double-checked all of the bindings and straps. She had made sure the vital organs were all well covered as possible. She brushed an imaginary speck of dust from his shoulders. She could not look him in the eye. Did you talk to your friend in environmental control? Morgan asked. I did, Edgar said. He was confused why I was asking for a favor, but he understands what he needs to do. Good, Morgan said, and the guards know not to rush the arena. You will have no safety net or protocols, Edgar said. She found her eyes stinging from the tears she was not fighting. You will be on your own, facing the most violent beast I've ever seen. Arundi and the commission are from the Warrior Society, Morgan said. Honor, solemnity, grim determination, dying in a glorious battle. That's their world. That's all they know. But I am from West Virginia, and I know other things. Now hand me that charcoal. An hour later, he stood behind a great steel doors. He realized only briefly that he thought of the doors of steel but had no idea what they were actually made of. Space steel, orbital aluminium, galactic pudding. Well, no time for the door investigation now. He could hear the dull roar of the crowd on the other side of the doors and was waiting for the signal. He heard thunder when Arundi entered, one of the reigning champions. The crowd loved him. They would be hungry for Morgan's death. 
He had stood behind the doors four times previous and had been the one to walk back through them each time. This time, he wondered if it would be carried. The darkness of the hall split open and the doors pulled apart. This was his cue. He would bring the rituals of his homeworld to these aliens that had stolen him and forced him to fight to the death. The doors spread apart and Morgan took a deep breath, calling on the spirits of those who would aid him. Savage and flare, rock and stone. Strut, he thought as he took his first steps into the massive dirt floored arena. I need to strut, not just walk. He felt the angry energy of the crowd had fed off of it. He turned their boos and hisses into food for his soul. He smiled as they jeered at him and called for his head in a thousand alien tongues. He could only see portions of the arena as a dozen plinths and columns of varying heights and designs dotted the field. Some were smooth and unbroken, while others were cracked and deformed. Heights ranged from only a meter up to several meters. The lights of the arena spun crazily, some stuttering on and off, others pointing in random directions. Etka's friend in environmental controls had come through. The colors of the few beams changed as they moved. Morgan caught a small black rod, the microphone, supposedly, from an unmaimed worker near the giant doors. He felt more than heard the doors roll shut. He threw his arms out to his sides and basked in the hatred of the audience. <sighs> Morgan shouted into the microphone, the shrill screech rebounding off the far walls. I have never seen a more disgusting group of pig frickers in my life. And that's a damn fact. His costume was a riot of clashing and conflicting colors, an assault on the entire electromagnetic spectrum, and possibly a minor war crime in more civilized societies. His face had long, jagged lightning bolts drawn in black, reaching from his hairline to his throat, covered in a better part of the left-hand side of his face. He marched through the center of the arena, and Rondi stood there, barely contained rage in his eyes. Massive, muscled legs and arms like pistons threatened to break the skin that held them. Morgan wondered if Rundi was even sapient. This place smells like rear end of nowhere, and from the looks of you people, that's exactly what you feel most at home. <laughs> Morgan hammed it up. He found that this was starting to feel more natural and that he was finding his groove. But I'd like to ask my, um, esteemed opponent, Randy... Just what the hell he thinks he's going to do in uh, here tonight, Morgan asked. He looked at the monster out of the opponent who glared at him with a clear and unbridled hate. Arundi said, I shall, Dev. It doesn't matter what you think. Morgan bellowed into the microphone, his voice making their speakers squeal. I am the most electrifying gladiator in this arena of all time. Rundy began rocking back and forth on the balls of his feet, his claws digging into the soft dirt. Morgan kept an eye on him as he spoke. It wouldn't be long until the beast would lose, and they would normally await the commissioner's leave to begin, but Morgan wanted something different. Holy crap, Morgan said as he spun to take in the audience in the stands. If this no-account boring lazy jabroni is the best you space jerks have to offer... I'm surprised you haven't given up fighting for something more entertaining and honorable, like watching old people die slowly. 
The boos were shaking dust from the columns. Arundi was near his breaking point. If Morgan was any judge, one more should do it. Hell, the only thing scary about this little witch, Morgan said, hooking his thumb towards Arundi, is that he's kind of got those dofile eyes. I'm a little worried that he thinks I'm a high school and might try to run up my rear. He heard a roar behind him as the audience could even react. Without hesitating, Morgan dropped his left hand and rolled as Arundi passed less than a hair's breadth overhead. Arundi overshot and came to a dragging halt several steps away. Morgan shot to his feet and flipped Arundi the bird. There is no way he knows what this means, Morgan thought, but uh, he should get the general idea. Arundi howled and launched himself at Morgan. Damn, he's fast, Morgan thought. He slipped to the side behind the large column, just ahead of being caught by his opponent. Having a split second in which to decide, Morgan grabbed the microphone in his teeth and pulled himself up the column. He felt lucky that he'd picked that one with some kind of handholds. Arundi screamed as he rounded the corner, only to find Morgan missing. He sat on back on his haunches and snarled as his prey climbed out of reach. Arundi jumped up and made a swipe at Morgan's trailing foot, catching nothing but air. Knowing the layout of the arena better than his own room, Arundi darted to the right and leapt atop a small plinth. Scrambling to keep his footing on solid and unbroken surface, Arundi watched as Morgan crested a larger column. Morgan could see that the hate and shame growing in Arundi's face. Morgan realized at that moment that he could not stay up here forever. He would eventually need to come down and face the beast. Arundi looked to his left and right, seeing a column only slightly higher than his own. Arundi chanced to jump. He launched with all of his force of his powerful legs could muster and soared through the chalked arena air for a long moment. Arundi's chest hit the top of the plinth. The jump had been too long. Morgan watched as Arundi clawed for purchase. He felt hope for a moment that his opponent would fall to the ground below. But his hopes disintegrated as the monster managed to work the bulk of his body over the edge and on top of the column. There was a period of sorting himself out by Arundi once he was safely atop the plinth. Morgan saw at the same time Arundi did the first jump, the one Arundi had just negotiated, was the hardest. There was a path of no more than three more jumps that would bring Arundi to the top of Morgan's column. Morgan thought of climbing down. But then what? On the ground, Arundi was ten times faster than Morgan would ever be. Morgan would tire first, most likely, and fall to Arundi's claws. Arundi wasted no time to spare no moment of hesitation. He jumped from column to column in no time at all. As he prepared the final leap, Morgan could see a cold hunger overtake the burning hatred. This was worse. This was staring death itself in the face. Morgan noticed that Arundi's claws were a detriment on the column. They were too slick and the solid for the claws to dig in and get purchase. Morgan turned the tables. He charged at Arundi, still on the other side of the column, and flew at him full force. Morgan hit Arundi broadside and spun for a moment before the column beneath him disappeared and Morgan felt his feet hit nothing but air. Arundi had been too stunned to react. Shock of seeing his prey turn on him and charge had taken away his faculties. As he felt his feet swing free, his body reacted without thinking, twisting and turning mid-air. Morgan felt bones and muscles and sinew beneath Arundi's skin as they fell. 
but he also felt a small, squishy spot. He'd imagined it was a solar plexus, but realized that he had no idea of that concept even applied to the beast such as a Rundi. In the twisting and spinning through the air as they fell, Morgan found himself on top as the ground rushed to meet them. He dug his elbow into the imagined solar plexus and forced his body weight onto it. Several hours later, Morgan awoke with Edgar standing over him, moping his brow with a cool, damp cloth. Many parts of his body screamed in agony, and he dared not move. What happened? Morgan managed to get out. You won, Edgar said. How? When you landed on a rundi, your elbow was forced into his organs, Edgar said. It ruptured several vital organs. A rundi bled to death in the arena floor, mostly internal bleeding. How do you feel? Just awful, Morgan said. Everything hurts. How did you come up with that strategy? Edgar asked. Well, Morgan said, in 1988, the Undertaker threw mankind off hell in a cell and plummeted 16 feet through the announcer's table. End of story number one. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so, like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.